Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am said special guest. My name is Brucker. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, I come from a podcast called Film on the Rocks, and I am also starting a new horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. But I'm really excited to be here, guys. It's really fun to collaborate with you two again. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a regular thing with how fun our breakdowns end yeah. up being. <laughs> yeah, I love having you on, man. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you that don't already know, uh, we are kind of mixing th- some things up a little bit. Um, we have a new system in place that we're going to be doing from now on, and I'll only bring it up a few times before we, uh, actually stop, but, <laughs> um, yeah, but we have new segments, um, kind of, we're still discussing the same stuff, just changing how we do it a little bit. So the first segment that we're going to be doing is Funko Focus. Um, I'm going to list off all of the new, um, figures that have been announced or are getting released soon and then we'll just talk about some of the ones that we're interested in which only i have one that i'm interested in (laughs) uh we have no 4k to spotlight this week and and through the wall rose has a new still that he's gonna talk to us about and then after sorry do what No, no, nothing. Never mind. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say. And then, like we said in the previous episodes, um, or episode, our main event has evolved into the Albro's headliner. And our headliner for this week is our breakdown of Wonder Woman 1984. So, with that, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. Alrighty, first up with Funko Focus. We have a decent amount of new lines. So the new lines that we have are for Spider-Man Miles Morales, the PS5, sorry, the PS5 game. Well, we got still could say PS4. It is on PS4, too. True. Um, But yeah, we got Spider-Man Miles Morales. We got a new Planters Peanut, Slush Puppy, and we got a figure for Rhea and the Last Dragon. So that's what that is. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And then the my Funko Focus pick 
is actually the Marvel Collector Core January box. And so for those of you that don't know what um, the Collector Core box is, it's a subscription thing that Amazon does with for Marvel and Pop Figures. Um, That's cool. You get like, yeah, so they do... So typically, like what they've had is two pop figures, a shirt, or an article of clothing, typically a shirt, a pin, and a sticker, or a decal. So they just announced that with this box, which the theme is Lucha Libre, which I think we've, we've talked about before on here. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we the, have. So they announced that this box is going to have three figures in it instead of the the regular two. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so they haven't announced what's going to be in the box, but some people have a theory that one of the Lucha Libre figures is going to be Thanos. (laughs) That would be super dope. That would be really cool. That would be so cool. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um, I don't know the other, I'm trying to think of like other figures or other characters that they could do for Lucha Libre. So far, they've only done Hulk, Wolverine, um, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Deadpool, Venom, and Captain Marvel. So. Hear me out. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Mm. <laughs> More so mean Hawkeye, of course, but, you know. (laughs) I think Captain America would be pretty badass. Ooh, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know who else they would do, because Thanos would be a freaking bitchin' one. Yeah. The only two, two, like, Avengers that are big names that they're missing is Thor and Cap. Wow, so, no love for Hawkeye and Black Widow. I get it. Well, when you think, I'm th- saying big names. <laughs> oh okay, shit, there, that was a slam. There's si- yeah, there's six original <laughs> Avengers here, buddy. There's not just four. <laughs> <laughs> Only four that matter. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> About to catch these hands. Uh, I was just giving you a hard time, but yeah, that's. Uh, that's my theory. My theory is I th- I love the idea of Thanos being one, and um, Cap and Thor. That's who I'd hope they do. I think Hawkeye would translate well into a a um uh, something that Lucha Libre losing the yeah that. <laughs> oh I would love to see that personally. I think that would just be awesome. I mean, <laughs> that would be yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, the one that I'm focusing on. So, um, unless any of you have anything else to add, uh, we can move on to Through the Wall, where Rose, you can take it from here. All right, so, uh, this happened a couple days ago, um, but Blumhouse released an official, um, pick, I don't, I don't know what they call it, um, Still. Official image, that's the word. Still, that's even better. Thank you, Brooker. <laughs> <laughs> An official still from Halloween Kills, and it's uh, 
Michael Myers um, at the top of a staircase looking down and you can tell like his overalls are burnt his not overalls wow his uh boy is it a boiler suit or is it a jumpsuit i think it's a jumpsuit it's jumpsuit yeah, it's okay. more of a jumpsuit okay yeah. so you can see some burns on his jumpsuit you can definitely see the burns on the mask and he's just standing there with his knife and looking badass and it's a great image and someone actually pointed out in this image uh that in the background uh like the wall by the stairs you can see like flower print and someone pointed out that uh, in the trailer that we got on Halloween uh, this past uh, year in 2020, um, that scene with Allison screaming and looking up, it's the exact same print. So they feel that this is the exact same scene that like Allison runs into Michael. He like turns around the corner and there he is. And of course she screams her head off and I'm sure she takes off running. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Be sure to look out for this image on our all of our social media because it's a beautiful image and you guys will be amazed by it. And I really don't know what else to say about it. It looks super dope. And my head is kind of just spinning with like ideas of where this can be. I now want to go back and rewatch both the 74? Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry, 78 original movie and the 2018 movie and see if like the wallpaper matches any of the houses. That we see in those oh, movies. yes. Because I'm starting to That's think maybe she goes back to um, her friend that was a baby in the 2018 movie. I mean, she goes back to the house of the babysitter that Michael murdered. And maybe oh. she, she like goes back there and could be that yeah, house maybe. Vicky, yeah, Vicky's house. Yes, that would be because it's the same. I think it's supposed to be like the same night, like right after kind of like how the original sequel yeah, was. Yeah, I think that's how it is. So that would be really interesting to see. Yeah. All I know is I just need this damn movie right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least we're in the same year that it's coming out now. That's true, but it's like not until the tail end of the year. Yeah, it's, um, it's, man, oh, well, all we could do now is just kind of just rewatch those Halloween movies until we get that. So yeah. that's my homework is to find that wallpaper, see which movie it's in. <laughs> that's, some, that's some good homework. Let me know if you find anything, Brooker. <laughs> I love you. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. You do that for me. Um, and <laughs> do all the work for me. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, you can cover no, it on the, your, the way that we watch movies. We, podcast. dude, anytime I've gone back and be like, oh, I'm going to find these little Easter eggs or whatever, I always forget what I'm looking for in the middle of the movie. <laughs> oh, I always like pick up like eight different things. Like, oh my God, the signs are changing. Like, the there's a shift in the wind as you know, you're looking at it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, super cool, cool image. Michael is looking freaking badass I'm a, i was afraid that they were going to make the mask look really lame with it being melted but he with some close-up images he looks really good he looks scary as hell now yeah like yeah no joke um and that's all we got for through the wall so i believe we can move on to our headliner for this evening Okay, does that set a new record? Because that was only 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a new record. This definitely achieved what we were going for, kind of shutting yeah, that, this segment down and talking about only tr- what we wanted to. 
See, well, there Jonathan we go. was taking us through thin walls, so that's a and that's my joke, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm a, that's a, I've been working on that all day. <laughs> Bravo! That was amazing. Was Can't even hear the golf clap. <laughs> Love it. <Can't> even... <laughs> But, I mean, speaking of which, just because new format, like, Brucker, what do you, what do you think of it I so like far? I like it. Like, yeah. Even though it cuts the conversation down a bit. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, a good conversation is a good conversation just because you, I don't know, let's say you're able to talk for four hours, but, you know, it, it, how much of it is it fluff and how much of it is, you know good content so you know if if you're able to streamline it or whatever then you're probably producing better content i think so um uh, which is a good uh kind of lesson that this movie that we're talking about today could have learned i think so um, <laughs> that was a you know very what, good segue <laughs> yeah <laughs> so without further ado let's get into our headliner Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alrighty, this week's headliner of the evening is our breakdown of Wonder Woman 1984. Um, we posted a question of the week. I don't think anyone answered it though <laughs> what was the question yeah so, so the question was you're being granted a wish but there is a cost what is the cost of your dream and Ooh. i feel like that yeah like what what could someone take away <laughs> interesting that that actually i don't want to spoil anything never mind <laughs> i almost did almost got there yeah, I'm just double checking our uh, our Twitter, just because occasionally I'll miss stuff with with that. But I'm fairly certain we didn't get anything. Well, okay. Well, let's kind of I don't know. Let, let's let's kick around the ball here a little bit. So I feel like a very popular item, like ticket item, this past holiday season was a PS Five. What what do you think like some people would have had to trade for a PS5 if they used the Dreamstone to get it? Uh, I feel like you know you're asking for material things. You're probably have to give up either other material things or maybe personal things. I don't know, like family memorabilia so or maybe PS4? even say that again. Can I give up my PS4? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I give up my old wish for my new wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean. I feel it still works. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It's just like if it like if you got to think like if it the whatever the dream is or whatever the wish is, does it like w- does the cost of it ha- be equal or greater than cuz if you were to that's wish for something wondering. stupid like spoiler alert, someone wishes for coffee. <laughs> And it's like their that's two bucks. punishment is that the coffee was hot. <laughs> <laughs> or, or someone put in like, like the wrong creamer in there or something. Yeah, like honestly, that seems like a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a PS5, how much did those cost? Like five hundred dollars? I don't, I don't even know how much they cost. 
I think like the digital version was five hundred, but then like the actual physical disc was six hundred. I think. Okay, so like, what's like a six hundred dollar equivalent that you have to like you, that you take a hit on? Like, does does your car get into a car accident, or uh, like your car get into a car accident? Wow, that was a dumbass sentence. Do do you get into like a fender bender or? Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, I'm trying to. Trying to... For six hundred dollars, they probably could just take my car, and then it would just be <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that's about what my car's worth. Let's face it. Oh, that's it. Oh, you want a you want a PS Five? Well, here, COVID uh, uh, stimulus relief is only going to be six hundred dollars. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> It's true. But yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. Like, you wish for a PS5, it gets dropped at your door by Amazon Prime, and then on the way out, the driver, like, rear-ends you. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so... Yeah, my wife just yelled at me from the other room that maybe I should have worded this differently. <laughs> <laughs> Brielle, you're not I wrong. Worded it, love. What are you willing to pay? That's that's fair. <laughs> or like maybe prompted with like. You could win the lottery, but what would what would you give up to win the lottery sort of thing? Yeah, sort of along those lines. So, yeah, it kind of turns into like a would-you-rather sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just be uh, asking her for help on our future question <laughs> of the weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway... Getting into the actual breakdown. Uh, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros and Film on the Rock slash Autopsy of you a got Horror it. Movie. movie. Horror film? Yeah, two different movie, movie podcasts. One uses film, one uses movie. Give you a headache. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, it works. I like it. Yeah, but coming to that final grade, and yeah, so it's, it comes to a, a letter grade, and just because we couldn't, so the, we're, the way that we're doing it now is we rate everything before the movie, so we know all the scores, now it's our job to justify those scores to, to everyone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I'm if scared. you have not seen <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984... Spoiler alerts ahead. We're going to ruin the entire movie for you. <laughs> so, so go, sign, go sign up for HBO Max now. It's, it's pretty sweet. It. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm probably <laughs> backing off Caleb's. So. Dude, it's hella worth it. <laughs> it's like, insane. There's so much shit on there. There is. Holy shit. Dude, like, I added like 12 or 14 movies to the list and I haven't even like and I was just scrolling through alphabetically 
and it's, I'm it's only overwhelming in the jeans. honestly it's there's so much stuff wow yeah no joke like oh it's it's insane because I'm like oh I want to watch this oh I want to watch this and like I added Citizen Kane and a bunch of other movies dude Citizen Kane's on there they gotta yeah. compete with Netflix oh, with Mank coming out sorry <sighs> I'm sorry, ever since I discovered The Middle was on HBO Max, that's, like, been the only thing that I've watched, because oh, I have dude, to finish uh, The show. only reason why my girlfriend and I got HBO Max in the first place was to watch the 1969-1970 original uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You, like, cartoon show, and we just, we've gone through it a couple of times. I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so... Did I say this, the categories? Oh, no, I haven't yet. Wait, did I? don't I? think so. Did I say the, the categories we... I don't okay. think you have. The, so anyway, the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the end we give it our own personal grade. Um, so, starting off with story, Rose is going to read a synopsis for the entire Oof. film. So, you've been warned. Alright. In her youth, Diana Prince participates in an island-spanning athletic race on Themyscira against older Amazons. After falling from her horse, Diana takes a shortcut to catch up. However, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I forgot her name. Aunt, is it Aunt, the, the Antiope? Does anyone remember yep. how to pronounce her name? It's Antiope? I think it's Antiope or something like that. Antiope, okay, Antiope removes her from the competition for this, explaining anything worthwhile must be obtained honestly. In 1984, Diana works at the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. while performing heroic deeds. She introduces herself to Barbara Ann Minerva, a new geologist and cryptozoologist with the museum, and they become friends. Barbara is kind and socially awkward, which makes most people look past her and makes her envious of Diana. She is asked by the FBI to identify stolen antiques from a robbery Diana foiled. Barbara and Diana notice one artifact, later revealed to be the Dreamstone, contains an inscription claiming that anyone holding it will have one wish granted. Diana unknowingly uses the stone to wish her deceased lover, Steve Trevor, back to life. After being saved by Diana from an attempted sexual assault, Barbara wishes upon the stone to become like Diana, attaining Diana's superpowers. Falling, failing businessman Maxwell, Max Lord Lorenzano, I'm so sorry I butchered that, visits the Smithsonian under the pretext of being a wealthy donor. He arranged for the Dreamstone to be delivered to him in hopes of using its power to save his oil company. Diana discovers a connection between Max and the stone and attends a gala at the Smithsonian to, in, yeah, to investigate. There, she is reunited with Steve, whose soul inhabits another man's body that only Diana sees as Steve. Attending the gala himself, Max seduces Barbara to gain access to her office and steal the Dreamstone. He later uses the stone to become the stone and gains its wish-granting powers along with the ability to take whatever he desires from others to fulfill the cost of the wishes. Max becomes a powerful figure who leaves chaos and destruction in his wake as his powers trigger worldwide instability. 
With Barbara's help, Diana and Steve discover that the Dreamstone was created by Dolos, the god of lies, treachery, deception, and mischief. The stone grants a user their wish, but exacts a toll, and the only way to reverse the exchange is by renouncing the wish or destroying the stone. Steve realizes his, his existence comes at the cost of Diana's powers, while Barbara's newfound life has taken her humanity. Neither woman is willing to renounce her wish. Max's powers uh, take a toll on him as his body slowly deteriorates. He learns from the President of the United States of a satellite system that broadcasts communication signals globally. Max plans to use it to grant wishes to the entire world to rid himself of his power and regain his health. Diana and Steve confront him at the White House, only for Barbara to join forces with Max. She defeats Diana, allowing Max's escape. Steve finally convinces Diana to renounce her wish and let him go, restoring her strength and discovering an ability to fly. Diana returns home and dons the armor of warrior Asteria. She then heads to the satellite headquarters and again battles Barbara, who has mutated into a cheetah-like creature after wishing to become an apex predator. After defeating Barbara, Diana confronts Max and uses her lasso of truth to communicate with the world through him, convincing everyone to renounce their wishes. She also shows Max visions, first of his own unhappy childhood, then of his young son, Alistair, wandering the streets crying for his father amid the chaos. Max renounces his wish and reunites with Alistair, promising to be a better father. Sometime later, Diana meets the man whose body Steve possessed. Meanwhile, Asteria is, re is revealed to be secretly living among humans. Awesome. Um, all right, so with our collective scores, the final, like, actual score that uh, the story got was a 76.6. Okay, that's okay. honestly higher than I thought it was going to be, so. Yeah, I yeah, think so, that too. Was... So the one that bumped it up the most was, was you, Rose. <laughs> Oh shit! Of course it was. <laughs> like I said, I think I might have been a little too nice on this movie. Honestly, Whoopsie. like you could make you see the there's a, there was a lot of potential with this story. Yeah, it was. it was just done wrong. There were just like little like little fixes here and there that would have just enhanced the story so much. But yeah, it's just. I think uh... the biggest problem is Barbara's character, especially because the, by the time hmm. that we get to her transforming into Cheetah, it feels like it's too late. Like the movie, what has Honestly, like twenty yes. minutes left? And yeah, so totally I mean, agree. I. Yeah, I mean, I liked her as Cheetah. I thought it was a cool fight between her and Wonder Woman, um, but it just felt like, okay, what's the point now? She wasn't even. She wasn't even in half the movie. She was barely even in a quarter of it. You talking about like, like yeah. the manifestation of her actually being a cheetah? Yes. Yeah. 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 It Dude, was. It... Um. It was interesting. I mean, the the story is. I mean, there's definitely a story there, but it's not. It, it like just didn't feel like a Wonder Woman movie. I, like. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but just because I felt like she wasn't in it that much. Like, this was way more about Barbara and um, 
uh, Pedro Pascal's character. That's what it felt like to me. It was way more about them two than it was about Diana. I can I can agree with that actually. Unfortunately, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like she felt like a side character almost. Yeah, and like I and... mean, I... no, sorry. Um, but one thing like. Th- this movie isn't super action packed like the first one was. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a, a good creative choice to make. Um, it was definitely intentional. Because, yeah, because if you, if you go back to um, like the Wonder Woman comics, the original ones, and even the show, she doesn't fight a lot. Hmm. Like she, she, she talks her way out of, like she talks to the criminals. She tries to like, basically get them to see the error of their ways and like reasons and kind of with fix them. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's what she does in this like, movie. Yeah, she's like she Lady does. Justice almost. Like <laughs> she's not there to attack anyone, but she's not there to like let people get away with shit either. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like that was kind of the role that they that she was taking, and it's like there were some times where it worked really well, and then other times where it just it didn't. Like, no, mm-hmm. you need to be whooping someone's ass. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him, I'll give him this. The mall scene was freaking awesome. The way that she used the lasso of truth throughout that whole scene, like that got me freaking hyped for the rest of the movie. But then, unfortunately, didn't exactly deliver. See, dude, the, the, I the have mall thoughts scene, on that freaking lasso. <laughs> the I, I'm fine with the lasso. The mall scene itself. I mean, I I, I like the action that we got from uh, Wonder Woman. Like, I have nothing really to say about that. It was mostly the over the top acting that we were getting from these like F character uh, like bad guys. Like he like randomly. I don't want to say randomly, but he kind of just grabs his little girl as like hostage. And it went from evading the scene in the crime to like holding a kid over a ledge in the mall, like super fast. And it was, I don't know. It, it just didn't, it wasn't executed real well. Like, I don't know. No, that just came out of nowhere. (laughs) It wasn't. And I understand that one, that Wonder Woman 1984, it's supposed to be a cheesy 80s comic brought to life. And that's why this movie has a completely different tone from the first movie, which had a lot of weight and heaviness to it because it was World War One, And, you know, that one had kind of like, it, like I said, like a lot of like weight and heaviness to this. And this one's a little bit more light and fluffy. And we're kind of exploring other characters that aren't Wonder Woman. Um, so th- that was like, so I think a lot of people are, we're having kind of a hard time transitioning between the tones like that um but yeah so like that mall scene was i mean i liked the wonder woman's actions in it but it was a little too cheesy for my taste yeah the cheese factor was definitely dialed up to like 11 (laughs) yeah (laughs) real um yeah they should have like when the when the dude grabbed that little girl and started like hanging her over the ledge, I was on the team with like the other guys. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. dude, we were on our way <laughs> out. Like, part what of the, the plan. Fuck, man? Yeah, like, and then one of the dudes, he was just like, 
strolling out. Like, the only reason that he started running was because the guy called him out, and he's just like, let's go, let's run. And it's just like, no. You're like, you Dumbass. Just, like, no one saw you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's no, it's also- because uh, he, he stumbled and his gun uh, flew on the floor. And the lady saw it, and she freaked out. The one on the the one on the phone. I was so that like there was the three guys that went inside and started taking everything. One guy stayed outside as kind of lookout. What got on the phone? The three came out, tossed him a duffel bag, and then they just started kind of like strolling. Yeah, but wasn't there also another guy that was outside with also the guy that was on the phone, and he's the one that accidentally drops his gun, and it flings across the floor, and a lady sees it and freaks out, and so the guy tells the guy that was on the phone, like, come on, let's go, and yet, I mean, I feel bad for the guy with the, that was on the phone, because, like, literally, he could have just, just kept on going, no one suspected yeah, him at like, all. Yeah, like, I would have just been, like, I would have just grabbed my duffel bed and been like, oh my gosh, it's, it's freaking nuts over there, and left. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know this fool. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who that, that character is. <laughs> yeah. Freaking psycho. Yeah. Um, how did you just, guys uh, feel about Diana's and Steve's relationship in this one? Honestly, I liked it. I was really happy that Steve was back because i feel like that we kind of need to be reminded that she's a real person at times and steve kind of brings that humanity out of her and i I, I don't i just like them two together i mean they're 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 two good looking people i mean you know just put them on the screen that's great you know and um and honestly and like i said i like their relationship and so it was really cool because it was like a reverse of the relationship from the first movie because in the first movie she was the fish out of water and in this one he is now the fish out of water she's yeah. educating him about this world of 1984 what things are and trash cans aren't art and you know things like that <laughs> even though i saw that yeah. joke so many times in the trailer it's still gotta go holy on. shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- one thing that like i absolutely agree that they should have brought steve trevor back just to like humanize diana a little bit more but i think they went about it wrong and this is one of those like minor tweaks to the movie that i think would have improved it a little bit and like let me know if i'm like completely out there with this i think that the guy that kind of took over or that steve took over the dude's body i think we should have seen him a majority of the movie it shouldn't have switched to chris pine i think it should have stayed the 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 black haired dude for a for a good portion of it, and then near the time like, and then like when it, you get to the point where um, Diana is struggling to re- renounce her wish, I think that would have been a good time for her, like her to kind of be panicking and like like no no I'm not doing this and have Steve grab her like face and kind of like then you see Chris Pine. Mm. Like, I think that would have been like a bit better of a moment. (laughs) Probably. My big thing is this is a magical wish stone. Why does he have to possess someone's body? Why can't he just be back? Like, (laughs) yeah, I can agree with that. Cause he, Steve Trevor was never like a huge big, I don't think he was a huge big deal during world war one. Was he? 
No, he was just some other dude that died in an airplane. I mean, you know, I mean, nothing against that or anything, but, you know, he, he was just another fallen soldier, I think. Yeah, so I doubt yeah. anyone's I mean, just going to oh, how did someone come back from the dead? him a, a love interest. Like, I think they made Steve Trevor more of a love interest, but yeah, like, you could have had anyone. And I think also, it would have made, like, having it not be Chris Pine the entire movie, I think that would have also made the ending make a little bit more sense, because I, I didn't even think that that was the guy that was possessed. Oh, <laughs> Like, I was just like, oh, like, that's nice. She's moving on. And then I was, like, listening to someone else talk about the movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the same guy that Steve possessed. I'm like, whoa, wait, was it? <laughs> oh, you didn't remember? Oh, I remembered that. Yeah. I didn't remember his face. Like, oh. you see him for, like, a couple seconds. Uh, I, feel- I get where you're coming from, Caleb, but I feel that I'm glad that it was Chris Pratt for mo- the most Chris part. Pine. Um, because Chris Pine. Wow, I'm sorry. Well, apparently, <laughs> I don't care about Chris Pine. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it had more of an emotional impact, especially when um, they were having that emotional moment where Chris, uh, Steve was telling her, you know, you need to let me go. And this scene even got me tearing up. Yeah. Um, and so I feel if you didn't get to see Steve being Steve throughout the whole movie, that throughout the rest of the movie, you just saw him as that one guy. Um, I I feel it wouldn't have had that much of a, an emotional impact. That's why I'm saying like during that scene, okay, it should have been a moment where they're kind of off talking about it, and you see the, I, I let's say person A, or just like <laughs> let's say. I don't even know his... Let's say Joe. Let's say Joe is the guy that Steve possessed. That you see Joe for a majority of the that conversation, and then the second that it's like, becomes like, a, you need to renounce your wish, then it becomes Chris Pine. And then it's like... I don't know. So don't then know. how I would that be her wish from. then? Because like, if she were to wish for uh, for him to come back... And we, but we don't see him back. How would we know that like yeah. the wish was actually fulfilled? Like, what would it be that she's renouncing at that point? Well, you got to think she was looking at Joe or whatever his name is. That's what she, like she was seeing, but she was choosing to see with her heart the soul of mm. of Chris. See, I think Pine. that's kind of why they kept because it he was Chris looking Pine. in the mirror. Yeah. But I, I think that's why they kept it as Chris Pine, because you're supposed to see this kind of maybe through Diana's eyes, that when she finally realizes that, oh my gosh, this is Steve, we're supposed to believe all the time that this is Steve. It's not just some random ass guy. We're supposed to mm-hmm. see him in his actual image. Uh, I would have liked to see it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patty Jenkins, can we get a Wonder Woman 84.2? Yeah, I would right. love to see her like <laughs> talk about that. It's like, yeah, we did a test. We we did like a test audience without Chris Pine, and nobody got it. Um, so we put him back. Caleb would have gotten it apparently. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb was like the I'm one person who's like, I'm I get Caleb. these people. This is this is gold. <laughs> like I would have, I don't know. I would have even liked when so like that mo like just to like for stupid audience members that wouldn't get it. I think like. <laughs> <laughs> if they were just out, like, okay okay if like at the party 
when she's just like no, and then she like dis- like realizes that it is Steve. Then you see it like uh, like kind of the what they were doing the like circling around the two, but do one circle where it is Chris Pine, and then like go back to the other dude. Just so everyone's like, oh, it's Steve and blah blah, blah. and then. I'm sorry, know. man. I think you're on Joe Island. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know that would have yeah. worked. I think it would have. I think it would have worked. And besides, Chris Pine wanted the paycheck, have an so... Do what? Wait, what? Oh, I said What'd we're all allowed say? to have an opinion. We're all out, yeah. allowed to have ideas. And, I was, I, and all I said was Chris Pine wanted the paycheck, so Patty Jenkins had to write it that way. <laughs> I bet you he was uh, held to a contract. I bet like he signed off for yeah, two or three it's... movies, and this is just how they had to do it. Yeah, didn't they already greenlight the third one? Yep. Yeah, shit. I think she says she had two more stories that she wanted to do. Patty, shit. All right. All right. I think I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. As long as it doesn't more, interfere I just hope that they don't with Rogue Squadron, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they would have, I don't know, kind of knocking Chris Pine out of the way a little bit would have, I mean, for me, would have made me realize that that was the guy that she saw at the end a little bit quicker. Okay, that's fair. And, like, understand that. But also, if, I don't know, I think, like, the uh, bringing Steve back to life thing shouldn't be a habit (laughs) i just want to point out with that scene at the end where she meets who the body that steve inhabited i'm so glad actually that they did not like get together and hook up because that would have just been like oh my lover was in this body now i love this guy happy ending i'm I'm glad that they just have like a little moment in the snow and that's it yeah it just moves on so i think that was a really smart call yeah, yeah, it was way fair. less annoying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's a good way to put it. But yeah, I think some other things that they could have improved was having us realize that Diana's powers were going away a little bit more directly than how they were doing it. Because yeah. when she got shot like by that like the tank, I just thought, oh, she she didn't block it. So I just assumed, like, oh, she's not bulletproof. Yeah, I guess they could have been yeah, a little took, more clear or yeah. clear about that. I, f- I feel I didn't, like, truly realize that she had lost her powers until probably, I don't know, it's like that scene on the road where they're trying to get Maxwell. And maybe, like, when she ha- she's, like, literally hiding under one of the, uh, the trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is super late. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Um, another thing that I feel like they could have fixed was with Barbara. Like I think Barbara was like she she seemed like she had a good character arc going until she was like losing her humanity and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of became a like a one off villain. Yeah, that's like the whole like oh I want to become an apex predator. I don't know why that just like came out of nowhere for me. Exactly, yeah. you kicked Wonder Woman's ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're like, good with what you're at right now. Let let let's stop it here, honey. And honestly, like like up until the apex predator thing, I was actually really digging this character because we got 
we, we got like really good development out of her because that's something uh, I would give a lot of props for this movie is that we fully understand the motivations for our um, villains in this movie. Like we totally get Bar- Barbara's ambitions and how she fell to, to, to the dark side. I'll use some Star Wars lingo here. And we kind of also get a little bit of insight about Pedro Pascal's character. And I mean, we, we kind of see that, you know, he is, he is a divorcee and he's wanting to be a good example for his son. And, you know, he's, he's having a failing business and he's trying to be this TV icon at the same time too. So, or spokesperson. So he, he, he he's putting a lot of pressure on himself to do well. At the end, we kind of realize his upbringing and everything, but um, I, I at least appreciated that, like, even though, like, Wonder Woman wasn't in this movie that much, the time that we didn't get with her, we got with the villain, so we fully understood their story, so I will give the movie some points for that, but at the same time, you know, this was a Wonder Woman movie, I want to see her do Wonder Woman things, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, honestly, I think they just did, maybe focused on the villain a bit too much. I think we got it enough that we got to understand how Wonder Woman was able to appeal to his good nature mm-hmm. or his good, like kind of reconnect him to his intentions. So like we, we were able to understand that, but I think they just did it a bit too much. And like you said, we want to see Wonder Woman do Wonder Woman shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it could have even been a thing where like we just saw like they just they could have interwoven them more like we saw barbara as she's kind of descending down the wrong path she's kind of doing this while also having more interactions with diana and diana can like notice a change in tune and attitude with her which she kind of does later in the movie but maybe a little bit earlier on so that way diana could like be like hey yo like what are you doing kind of thing you know um, or I yeah. saw you beat up that homeless dude. I think dude. that would have been. On? I think that would have been a really good way to show Diana's loss of power. Where if mm. her and Barbara were interacting more, and then maybe like when uh, she goes and attacks the drunk dude, maybe Diana tries to stop her, but Ooh, is like yeah. hurt in the process. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and idea. And then you're just like, then she's like, oh wait, what the shit. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of like flips flips the script like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be really good, actually. Yeah, that would. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, I did. She, do you guys think that she struggled with the renouncing her wish for? Because I don't think that she struggled with that decision for too long. Which she are you talking about? You're talking about Diana. Diana, yeah, I think that Diana kind of. St- once the the from the point where she realizes that that's kind of what she has to do to the point where she actually does it it doesn't feel like a super long time uh i definitely felt the conflict i would say because for like at least i mean you're right it was brief but there was like a brief period in the movie where she kind of finds out that's what she has to do but instead of just renouncing it they try to keep stopping uh cheetah I think, and anyways, yeah, they do try to stop her and and stop Pedro Pascal before she decides, like, okay, it was more of like when she did renounce it, it was more of like a last ditch effort, be like, I'm I'm in the corner, I just have to do this sort of thing, and it was because we saw how she did try to stop them some, but 
uh, it, it was kind of a brief part of this movie, which this movie is two and a half hours. It's amazing. So anything in this is brief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got me there. <laughs> but yeah, that was one thing. And that I had a big issue with. Like I just felt like that she, from the moment that she realized that was that's what she was doing and the cost of her wish and all that kind of came together i think that she renounced her wish pretty quickly i think that she should have struggled with that a bit more mm. and yep. but yeah and then I'm trying to think of any other like story issues that i had we already talked about Cheetah and her wanting to become an apex predator after whooping Wonder Woman's ass. I have an issue. <laughs> um, the whole opening sequence with a little girl, Diana, on the mascara. I felt like that this was this this whole sequence. I feel like never had a payoff in this movie. Because to me, like the whole thing was that like her lesson is that like she's shouldn't cheat and cut corners but i feel like that this i don't know i that was like at least a message i got that she was supposed to learn from this like that was supposed to be her takeaway to like not cut corners and not cheat but that's not like her struggle as an adult in this movie it's more just like accepting that she can't have things that she wants i guess she wants to win but like it it didn't translate well to me i don't know what, what did y'all guys how did y'all feel about this opening sequence I can definitely agree with you. It did really not. It really did not have a payoff. But I really actually enjoyed this opening sequence. I thought. It was I mean, I enjoy awesome. it. It was. It was great. I mean, like the sequence itself is fine. Like in a vacuum, it was. It was very entertaining. Yeah. I just didn't see. It felt so disjointed from the rest of the movie, though. I can absolutely agree with you there, actually. And I want to say that Patty Jenkins actually had to fight Warner Brothers to make that the opening. Oh really? Because they didn't want to actually. Huh. So maybe there's a reason why. <laughs> Should I... listen to Warner Brothers, Patty. Okay, I, I, I know that this is like a bit of a stretch, and like you definitely have to reach pretty far to kind of get what I'm getting at. The whole conversation, like that sequence, I think could have been a little bit shorter. Like the opening sequence could have been a little bit shorter. And I think that instead of her, like, winning the entire time and then getting knocked off her horse, I think it would have been better had she fallen behind and then seen a, sh- a shortcut. Mm. Just so it's, like, more, like, blatant cheating. Because, <laughs> like, when she was going through, I'm like, and, like, Antiope pulls her off the horse or, no, like, pulls her to the ground and, like, freaking body slams her yeah like <laughs> damn shit <laughs> gave her the people's elbow <laughs> um yeah i think with that i didn't see how i thought it was more like a race you just have to get to the finish line i didn't quite see how it was like a sequence so i think had it been more like oh this is straight up cheating then like freaking body slam i think that would have made a little bit more sense to me Mm -hmm. but i think the overall thing was 
nothing worth getting is is worth like getting through lies and that was kind of the whole purpose of like the dreamstone the dreamstone it's not real it's it's lies it's deception and Mm. yes this is what she has she has the love of her life back but it's like does she really though Mm. like it's it it's not real it's deception i like that yeah okay yeah i do too okay yeah and then when it gets to her like renouncing her wish that's her accepting truth accepting everything that's truth and then that's what makes a a great hero and makes her ready to wear um what's her face's armor okay yeah Uh, i like uh... that I just don't know what a race has to do with truth. Like, they could have probably used a different, like, parable of Diana in this. Like, I don't know. Like, she got caught cheating or stealing as a young kid or whatever. And, like, she went through that whole lesson. That would have been a little bit more relatable to a young audience, I think. Um, Instead of horse racing, your uh, ants. But, um, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely agree. It could have been done better. So it's not like you have to take a little bit of a stroll to get to the the hidden meaning, but I mean, I appreciated it. It's just like it could have been done better. Like that's just my issue with the movie in general. It just could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, yeah definitely. Agreed. Um So yeah, I mean, that being said, it's it's a it's a story full of potential. And I think a 76 yes. definitely represents that. Yeah, kind of like, you know, hey, you get like a high C, just need a little bit. Yeah. If you didn't you cram it in the weekend, best. maybe you would have done better, you know? Yeah. Kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because didn't they complete um, this movie like back in like 2019 or 2018? Dude, who freaking knows? <laughs> so like Patty Jenkins should have used the extra time to, I don't know. Maybe add a couple of extra things. Yeah. Um, So next up we got writing. So writing scored a 71.6. I agree with that. So it's a bit lower than the story. And I think the reason that is is because of a lot of the cheesy lines. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess Honestly, it's 84. But... And kind of like the yeah. uh, logic, too, just on some stuff. I feel like, I don't know, like they could have tweaked. Like, kind of like, I guess that kind of ties into the story a little bit, but like still with the writing, they could have, I don't know, made things a little bit more conducive in some parts and just make a little bit more sense. I don't know. Yeah. How did I you think... guys. Oh, sorry, Gil. No, you're good. Um, One of the things that I had some struggle with was some of the cheesy stuff with Chris Pine's character. So (laughs) with Steve Trevor, I think there was a lot of cheesiness with him. And I think there's just cheesiness in general when you're putting someone from the past in the future or in their future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, but I gave, I actually gave a point higher than I was going to strictly because of the line when they're when 
Diana and Steve are stealing the jet. And he's just like, once we get in the air, they'll never find us. And she's just like, oh, I need to tell you about this thing called radar. They're, they'll be able to find <laughs> us. And he's just like, well, shit, Diane. <laughs> or Diana. That was, that was freaking hilarious. Uh, that was easily the best joke of the movie. <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree with that. That definitely was the best joke. So here's an example of where I felt like the writing didn't make logical sense. So are just all planes just sitting outside museums just good to go? Just all fueled up and ready to take off? <laughs> Apparently. Like, like two people exactly. off the street. They didn't even need a key. They didn't even need a key. Like, they just yes, cut it. Exactly. Okay, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I So I worked with aircrafts while I was don't in tell the me military. This is possible. Please don't. <laughs> No, 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 no. The the whole the those planes being filled with fuel, that's absolute bullshit. But you don't need a key to start up a jet. Okay. Well, okay, oh, it's just cool. what one press of a button? No, it's not like one press of there's switches you have to flip, but oh. like if <laughs> I was going to say it's like every new car nowadays, I hell yeah. I could fly. There's switches you have to flip, you yeah. fucking moron. That's like what you just that was like <laughs> the tone you just gave. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, there's shit. things that you have to turn on. Like you, like there, it's just, there's no key. There is just there's no key. Like you could seriously jump in any jet and start flipping switches, and eventually <laughs> you'll get it turned on. Is there even is like some sort of happen. locking me- mechanism? Like like would the cockpit just be open? Like there's nothing for you to unlock it to get into the cockpit? Yeah, that's a good question. Because that's what I was kind of like going okay. with. Uh, okay, so I so I'm not gonna give away anything with like the new jets. But the F-16, which has been cycled out. I'm convinced you're working for Area 51 now because you just said, yeah, I'm not talking about it because he doesn't want to say the it. New jets. Just wait till you see this shit. <laughs> no, you I, I don't know opens. what I'm allowed to say about the F-35, so I'm just going to assume I'm, I can say nothing about it other than it's a really cool jet. <laughs> Caleb's a red dot. The F-16 has been cycled out, so I'm pretty sure that's safe to talk about. The F-16s, the way that they stored them, me, being a brand new airman, could walk out on the flight line and take one if I knew how to how to fly it. Oh, I'll be damned. Like, I could go out, I could open up the cockpit doors. It's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it is not difficult at all. The, right. But yes, absolutely, they should not be filled with fuel at a freaking museum. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was kind of like, what the fuck are we even doing? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> And honestly, sorry, oh. and honestly, at this point in the movie, I was starting to think, wait, did Diana, like, did her in the stone swap powers? Is that why she's losing her powers? Because now she has powers of the stone, so she could kind of just wish for things like jet fuel? Like, that's what that's what I thought this movie was going towards. <laughs> yeah and freaking turning shit invisible like when did that become a thing yeah they just had to work in the invisible yeah. jet they, they had to work and it in somehow i, I would have you know what i'm glad that they did that though i'm glad it wasn't as cheesy as the freaking real invisible <laughs> jet <laughs> fair enough but she can fly yeah but she didn't she didn't know that she could fly at that point 
That's horseshit. So, yeah, <laughs> my issue with this too is that she talks about like I did it once on a coffee cup, and I I don't know I, I never found it again, which was a legit laugh I got. But like, show us that a little bit. I mean, like I'm like I'm I know that this is a very slip, slippery slope where we could go into we didn't see the training for invisibility, but like asking me to believe to just full on a jet first time I was like I kind of would like to see a flashback or something that's one that would have been cool to like what is going on in this sequence is this a fever dream like what is going on <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it would have been like you said I think it would have been nice to see earlier in the movie like maybe that's not a skill that she just did randomly 50 years ago Maybe it's something that she was, like, practicing to do at the beginning of the movie while she's sitting alone at home. Yeah, or just, like, her to be like, oh, you know, I went through the 60s, a weird time. I learned how to make shit invisible. I'll explain it later. Like, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd like to see a yeah. little bit because there could have been really cool moments there for that. I don't know. Yeah, the... The writing with this movie, it was just lacking in, for in one, it was lacking in any rea- sense of reality. Mm-hmm. Like, who, I want to know who the hell thought it was a good idea to make the lasso just like a freaking MacGuffin. <laughs> like, anything that she needed the lasso to do, it, it did. It freaking wrapped itself around a bullet, like, once and she was able to throw it back at someone i'm calling absolute horseshit on that did it's <laughs> i haven't seen the first wonder woman in a very long time so correct me if i'm wrong but did she have a shield in that movie yes she does yes so where was that shield in this i would i mean yeah for real that would have i mean like, she even had it batman v superman yeah i mean she could have both a shield and the lasso like that would have been badass i don't yeah, like I don't no, remember I... it breaking or anything. And it was in Batman versus yeah, Superman. Yeah, because she had it in, and it was also in Justice League. I guess, I guess yeah, we're forgetting they the outlawed shields in the eighties. I don't know, but <laughs> I would like to see that. Apparently, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, come on. There's just so much that they could have done to just justify it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's like true. invisible jet go to a freaking airport <laughs> like that's all you had to do just change the museum to airport you're getting too close <laughs> there to like 9-11 territory there if you go to an airport and steal an airplane oh. that's why they didn't do that I guarantee it uh, yeah, okay yeah that one I think it's been long enough <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know buddy I don't know Okay, what's, I don't. What, what's the phrase? Never forget. That's it. Yeah, that's. A... <laughs> <laughs> like for like, I feel it's sometimes like too soon for even like anything revolving around Columbine. Um, so it's probably way too soon for nine eleven. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm just an asshole, but <laughs> I mean, we already established that. But I'm just kidding. But I'm, either I'm okay, listen, or just not do the invisible way, jet. Just either... not do the invisible jet. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's an option too. <laughs> or save that for the third movie, or I don't, I don't know. It just whatever. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> Shit. I will say, though, that this whole invisible jet uh, scene, it was uh, visually very cool when they're flying through the fireworks. Like, this was, th- this looked very pleasing, like, visually pleasing. It was really cool. I will say, I will say, very I cool shot. And you could tell that was, like, 99% of why they did this. Like, this would be just a really cool shot. Just do it. And we got to get, get no. the invis- invisible jet in there for the fans, super fans, I guess. Yeah. And I'm glad they did. I think they did an amazing job with the, uh, with that effect specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get into with, with effects. But when it comes to writing, another thing that I think that was lacking, we didn't see, I don't, I mean, I don't think we did. I, we, I don't remember seeing a transformation scene for Cheetah. Oh, did she just, like just? You're right. She kind of did just like cut to Cheetah. Like, yeah, that was it, right? Bam. Yeah, it's like he was just. So you see Pedro Pascal's character saying like, "Oh, I want like I'm taking this from you. I'm taking this from you." While he's doing his like crazy touching the world through video, through broadcast. <laughs> And I, yeah. I still I mean, am not, not clear works. on what his plan was. Like, I understand why he was kind of an evil guy, but I'm not. What was his end game? I, I'm still fuzzy on that. <sighs> Quiet in the Zoom. Yeah, see, like, Honestly, it's, nobody I knows. No freaking clue. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Qu- I didn't quite get what his end game was. Yeah, his. I, didn't I think he wanted to be someone that his son could look up to. But then it just it went too far. Okay, speaking of his son, how did you guys feel the writing was between Max and what was his son, Alistair? Uh, I I did not really like it at all. I I don't know. His son was kind of annoying. <laughs> Dude, I lot. So the only scene that I was like, "Aw," with the son was the first one where mm-hmm. you see him get where you see Pedro or. Uh, maxwell get called a loser and then the kid is just standing there like on the verge of tears and i'm just like oh my gosh okay yeah <laughs> that's I'll devastating that, but even when they even when i actually gave a like... bonus i gave a bonus point in acting for that scene alone i'm like <laughs> right. that kid that kid deserves it <laughs> but even like at the end when they uh come together again and he's just like oh i've never thought you were a bad dad and all this shit and i'm i don't know i'm just like this is kind of like boring annoying and i feel like no emotion at all (laughs) maybe i'm a jackass here but again it's just like a cheesy 80s comic brought to life and that's like why so much of this is just super cheesy i was kind of annoyed when we just randomly see what was his name alistair just we just yeah Alistair. we kind of towards the end of the movie like what brings pedro back to the light is that um we get like this vision of alistair just aimlessly walking through the streets and the traffic and stuff is exploding and stuff like that um i don't know i was kind of it threw me out of the movie i went how did that kid wind up on like this interstate exit ramp like what is going on yeah i absolutely agree i want to know how he ended up on the white house lawn yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like it felt too. It felt cheap. Like it felt like it was a cheap way to try to grab at like your heartstrings or whatever. And I just 
I didn't I did not care for that specifically. Just him walking on the interstate or whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't know. No, I agree. It didn't work. Yeah, it did. They could have done all. that ten different ways or a hundred different ways would have been a lot better. I think there was a lot of poor decision making with the like like with Diana and everything like I the White House fight scene between her and Barbara. I think that the the conversation that was being had when Diana was thrown up against the wall, like she was just like sit like laying there. I'm like it looks like she gave up. <laughs> Well, yeah, but she was also Her like powers were... getting pretty powerless at that point. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Wonder Woman is just kind of like the inspiring, like t- till the end kind of vibe. I would feel like so it felt weird for her to just be like laying there. Yeah, but I mean, I get what you're saying. Like she's till the end kind of person, but that's like when she actually has her powers. To, in that scene, honestly, but she, did she the was same basically thing. Like, like she a, was like laying up against a wall when she was dealing with Maxwell. Mm. And uh, who knows what the hell he was standing in with that damn light? <laughs> for real, though, I think a lot of this kind of plays into some stuff that uh, you pointed out, Caleb, about how the well, it was like the original comic or the TV shows how she was able to kind of sort of beat her or conquer her adversaries through like reason and discussion. Um, And I've heard that Patty Jenkins, that was a goal of her for this movie. She, she, she had like two check marks that she wanted to do. Maybe there's a third one because there's always a rule of three and I just forgot it. Um, But her two check marks were that she didn't want anybody to die. No major characters in this movie died. And um, also she wanted, she, she didn't want there to be a final battle. Like, there, she, Diana didn't have to beat Maxwell by physically fighting him. She reasoned him out of it, and that was like that was like Patty Jenkins. She says she did. That was like her mission of this movie was to use that as how she wins the day by discussion. She thought that was like important to have that in this, and also kind of like a challenge for her. But since you brought up that's how the source material was, I wonder if it was more of a homage to that than the latter or the other thing. I, I like I have no issue with like how how she ended up beating him. Mm-hmm. It's just his plan and like being in the that spotlight and whatever felt odd. And I think that I would have preferred for her to instead of like kept trying to like whip his leg. I think I would have preferred for her to walk through the craziness, like the mm. the tornado that was happening in that room. I would have preferred for her to walk through that, and then like grab inst- like grab him, and then wrap the lasso around his arm, and sh- and then show him the truth. So it's like they're face to face. Okay. Like, I would have preferred something more along those lines just because I felt like that would have been, like, more, like, a heroic moment instead of her being, like, at a super far distance with a with the lasso. And, yeah, yeah, I think it's just... There's just something about that confrontation. And I think we got cheated from that because she was trying to go for a non-confrontational ending. Mm-hmm. And I think Wonder Woman, she does 
confront things like head on. It's just in a different way. Like Superman's going to go freaking head to head punching some dude. Wonder Woman's going to go is going to face to face conversation. Like freaking hit you with the hard truth. <laughs> it's true. It's been a while since I've seen this movie because I watched it on Christmas Day. But isn't she also not talking to him? She's like using like she's broadcasting her voice through him to the rest of the world to tell everyone else yeah, to renounce their. Yeah, she's yeah, talking. How the hell is she him. doing that too? Yeah, the <laughs> she's Wonder Woman, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. The lasso was connect. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's why like the I most explanation the, the I want face for this to movie. Would have. That's why I think the whole face-to-face thing would have worked better because then it could be like she's right th- next next to him. And so any- everything she's saying is getting broadcast to everyone else. And it's not like at a distance. Proximity is important for so Caleb. I, I like that's it. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Too. Just like when it comes to like heroic moments, you don't want to like you, you never want to see your hero take someone on from a distance. It's just, you want them to be upfront with them. Like, it's true. at least that's how, how I feel. <laughs> like, I'm trying, like, I'm thinking, it didn't feel like, like a real oomph moment. Yeah, you're right. It, 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 it didn't have, it didn't land a yeah. metaphorical punch. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking back to like winter soldier. The final scene between Captain America and Winter Soldier, they're face to face. And Captain America is is basically kind of doing this. He's reasoning, like trying to reason with with Bucky. And it's that face to face. Like I don't think it would have had the same impact had Captain America been up on a stand. Like at a distance, being like, I'm with you and they're like super far apart. <laughs> Or with um, uh, let's see, or okay with Thor and Thanos in Infinity War, face to face, like it's always like up close. Like I feel like the only time that they do things at a distance is when there's like a sniper involved. So that's just something that I wish that they would have done. I feel like that heroic moment, like you've said, would would be more of like a a punch. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, so definitely can see why this scored lower than story. Yeah, because <laughs> there's like kind of <laughs> yeah, a story there, too. but there's not that much writing there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, the writing like we involve like the logic mm-hmm. of everything, and <laughs> I think the whole invisible jet being fueled up enough to go across the world is yeah is enough yeah it felt like there was a lot of like half-baked ideas of like somebody running into the room but like guys we gotta get the invisible jet in just write it in or you know (laughs) yeah um all right next up we got acting so i'm assuming you guys i did like the four main chris pine gal gadot Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig. Yep. Mm-hmm. So who do you guys think did the best out of everyone? Like scared to say. Uh 
time too. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say I really liked both. I don't know which one I have ahead, but I really like both Pedro Pascal and uh, Kristen Wiig in this. I might get some flack for saying Kristen Wiig in the top part of this, but um, I it was mainly when she turned evil. I like really liked her because the first half of the movie she's just being Kristen Wiig from SNL the whole time. Um, but when <laughs> I got more of a oh sorry no 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 go ahead go ahead. No, uh, at the beginning, she like seriously felt like her character Aaron Gilbert in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just I was... like, okay, is this literally how she is in every single movie? <laughs> yeah, I when did... she plays like a nerdy kind of character. Yeah, I was kind of like, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're Christian Wig. You're really funny. We all get it. Like you were on SNL for a long yeah. time. You're a very funny comedian. I love, I love you. Give me something else, you know. But I, we did yeah, kind of get exactly. We did kind of get other stuff when she started to turn, and especially like when she went to the gym, uh, for the for, which was just a crazy scene. Like, <laughs> uh, the, the her, she goes in like that swimsuit or whatever, and it was kind of like, whoa, okay, we're we are in the gym. Uh, but um, it, I really did like her though when she start when she did turn because I like Kristen Wiig being evil. I thought she did a good job until she became a CGI character. Um, and Pedro Pascal, he is just chewing the scenery in this. Like he's just having a ball. Like you can just tell he's just like, I finally have that helmet off from the Mandalorian, and I am just going to use every <laughs> inch of my face and my hair and my highlights and just wave it all around. Like I, I was kind of digging his flamboyantness in this. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I am actually in total agreement with you. Pedro Pascal, I think, blew it out of the water. <laughs> I absolutely he agree. was actually the top spot for me. I think the way that I ranked it was Pedro Pascal, Gal Gadot, then Chris Pine, then Kristen Wiig. But I could accept the margins that. were were fairly close. That it's just because like oh well, actually I might put Chris Pine at the bottom. Now that I'm like Ouch. thinking about it, I can accept that as well <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's how I I would have ranked it. But I loved Pe- Pedro Pascal and like the freaking memes that came from this. <laughs> life life is good, but it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that meme is so great. <laughs> oh my god, like he's uh, he's such an underrated actor. <laughs> he is. He's yeah. doing such a good job. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I don't. Sorry, you go ahead, Rose. No, you're good. Um, I don't know. For me, I'm gonna be different than you guys. Um, I'm actually gonna put Kristen Wiig at the top for me. I loved her performance up until, like you said, Brucker, when she became a CGI character. Um, the reason why she's higher though for me than Pedro Pascal, it's like neck and neck. But what dropped Pedro for me, um, is. I don't know, every single scene he had with his son, I don't know, I just couldn't get on board with it, and that's not really <laughs> his fault, but it's just, I, I don't I don't know, that just like knocked him down a little bit for me, but I agree with you guys, like, how flamboyant he was being, all the movements he, maybe not flamboyant, sorry, animated like, all or the like movements a... he was doing, yeah, and there we go, yeah, animated, I loved it, like, like you said, he took advantage of not having to have the Mandalorian helmet on and he, he was fantastic in this. And then, um, I don't know. I can't just, 
it'd probably be Gal Gadot and then Chris Pine. As much as I hate to put Chris Pine at the bottom, Gal Gadot still did have a little bit more to do. Kind of stinks putting Wonder Woman herself at third, but I think I just like those characters a little more. They they definitely did a better job at establishing villains in this movie than heroes. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think because of what you just said, that makes sense for why Wonder Woman would be kind of like in the middle of the pack for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that honestly, I feel like the cheetah fight could have been pulled from this movie completely. Considering it was all spoiled in the trailer. <laughs> they was there that like, yes. Was there seriously any new like, shots? What was the purpose? It was the purpose was that she w- was coming down in the armor, gets the armor freaking beat to shit, and then like nothing comes of that fight. Yeah, the purpose like, they was have, solely for the like armor. They have a conversation. They had to like give her yeah, some like sort of. They had to give her some sort of physical adversary, so that way she had an excuse for had an excuse to wear that armor, which like I'm pretty sure we can all admit looked super dope. Like it looked really cool, but it did. like that, that that's that's the best thing about that is that it just the armor looked cool. The fight, like I I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I felt like we didn't need it like we probably still could have had them fight no, we just didn't need her to be a a, a, a wild animal for it <laughs> no. yeah and especially yeah. like the scene where uh wonder woman electrocutes cheetah she doesn't even, like uh you uh you point out with patty jenkins she didn't want anyone to die and so the fact that cheetah doesn't die i'm like okay so then what the hell is the what was she what saying sorry was for yeah yeah like i i don't get it <laughs> Yeah, that that whole thing. Like, I feel like that could have been. I think Wonder Woman could have tried discussing things or trying to make an argument with her. But it seemed like she's just like Barbara. What did you do? Fight, fight, fight! Like, <laughs> stop it! This isn't who you are. Fight, fight, fight! Electrocute. You leave me no choice. Electrocute. Bam. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. That's all that came from that fight. It's kind of like uh, I don't know if y'all have seen uh, George Lucas his uh, behind the scenes stuff for uh, Revenge of the Sith, but the final duel between Obi Wan and uh, Anakin. He he said I cheated a lot in the writing. I just wrote a lot of and they fight like in the script. <laughs> he comes out and he's like I just wrote a lot of and they fight. So that's that's what that reminded me. You saying that is kind of like what this was. And they fight, and oh, they say, this. "Why did? How did you do this?" And they do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like the the reason I put Kristen Wiig a little bit lower on my ratings is because it didn't feel like that was Kristen Wiig. First off, it doesn't look like her, and they well, do, don't, they I... don't talk. I mean, I feel it's kind of not supposed to look like her. It's supposed to feel like she actually is an official apex animal. She's fully gone animal form. Uh, Barbara, but she's still is like completely humanoid. Gone. Like she okay, still true, has yeah, like true. a humanist human face. Like that's at least that part should have looked like Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I'll give him this though. I'm not going to blame that on Kristen Wiig though. Yeah, you I can they agree. did a better job than cats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta so give true. that. <laughs> I I will give you that. I will absolutely <laughs> give you that. Um, so our collective score together on acting came to an eighty-one point six. Damn! All right, like 
I'm yeah, that's not bad. I'm happy. Yeah, with that. I was actually the one that was the harshest on acting. <laughs> Shit, what'd you give it, Caleb? Uh what did I end up giving it? One second. I gave it a seventy-eight. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you gave it the highest with an eighty-five, and then Brucker gave it an eighty-two. Oh, okay. Like I said, I so thought I was maybe like a ass. little too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah, thought I gave it a, a 90 <laughs> for a minute. Nobody's <laughs> being, like, considered for a nomination of an Oscar from this movie. I mean, like, they, they did, like, they got the job done. And I feel like that's that, with a little bit more shush or zhuzh from um, uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. If anyone does get nominated, it should be Chris Pine for his, well, shit, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about that little girl at the beginning with the wink to Wonder Woman? That's who should be nominated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on. She was the show stealer. Alright, moving on to character development. This actually got a fairly average score. Uh, it got a 74. Okay. Might be a little higher than... Okay. Uh, that's like a tad higher than what I had, but... Yeah, it's actually... Let me guess, I was the nicest to this one. Yep, you were. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. And that's fine. Shocker. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, to me, for character development, it was very minimal at that. It was mostly Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig, kind of. Like, Kristen Wiig, we saw her development to Cheetah, but I'm like we didn't really see it come back around either, I don't think. That's um, true. No, we didn't it see it come. Like we didn't see like the full transition because we we skipped out on the transformation scene altogether. It's just suddenly she's a cheetah. Well, I mean, we 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 definitely see her fall, like going down that path, and to where she gets to the point where she wants to become an apex predator. And I feel like at that point, I mean, when she asked for that wish, which like I will say is a dumb wish, but. I think the the logic behind it is that she had just conquered Diana, who she wished to be in in combat, and she's like, okay, I've beaten my hero. I'm using air quotes here, so I I gotta be something better. I want to be an apex predator. Did they literally need to make her a cheetah? No, but I kind of I, I, I could I could follow those points in that character development where she, like mentally how she got to that point. I could follow that clearly. I think. I just don't see it coming back. Yeah. So the question for you guys is when um, Pedro Pascal, or Max, right? That's his name? I've just been calling Pedro Pascal's character the whole time. I don't know. Pedro Pascal's character. (laughs) I saw this on Christmas, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good, Matt. You're good. Even I don't remember it, and I watched it two days ago. Um, But when Pedro, you know, like, when Kristen Wiig says, oh, you know, I want to be an Apex Predator, and he's just like, doesn't he say your wish has been granted? Yeah. Do you do you wish that you would have actually started to see her transformation and maybe see like Kristen Wiig like maybe like resent her choice a little bit because of like maybe like I'm assuming it was very painful. We just being see a tail an bust animal. out of her pants. She's like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it undone. I wish it undone. So yes. one. So I listen to another podcast uh dynamic duel and it's like marvel versus dc so they actually did a 
an episode where they did kind of an origin of Cheetah. They put her in a duel against Rhino from uh, oh. Marvel. Interesting. And so, like, the way that they do it, they, they give, a, like, a quick origin of the character. And I was, like, after listening to the origin, I was really excited for this because the way that Cheetah becomes Cheetah is she gets her powers from the, the, that god. So the god that created the Dreamstone, that's who she gets her powers from. So I think that a like a better way to incorporate Cheetah would have been to and obviously this would have gone against Patty Jenkins' wishes and had like a final battle. Um but I think it would have been cool for Wonder Woman to beat Maxwell Lord, basically get like get all the wishes taken back. And then having Barbara make a deal with that god. And then that's how be- she becomes Cheetah. Hmm. Because that's like, she. I think that's how, it, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that's how it happened in her origin. She gets possessed by, or she get, gets her powers given to her by this god who's like the impersonation of a, or personification of a Cheetah. Interesting. But it's also the god of like the lies and deception. So kind of the same person as that the same god that created the, the dreamstone. Hmm. That would have been cool to get a little bit more insight into that in this movie. That that sounds really interesting. <laughs> that that yeah. is. But like I said, that would have gone against what Patty was going for, so <laughs> probably not what she she wanted to do yeah (laughs) and i know we keep talking about patty jenkins but can we because i don't think that this is a category can we agree that it's like directed well like there's nothing i felt like nothing extremely wrong with the direction it was like kind of like the stuff that we've been talking about like the writing and the story and things like that have been kind of like the major flaws of this movie so far yeah Yeah. i I can absolutely agree with that i think patty did a really good job um because, I mean, like, there are, like, things of this movie I do enjoy. I mean, right now we're kind of, like, you know, going through the stuff that, like, you know, why did it, what led to our average to mediocre scorings. And so we got to bring out the, the negative things. But, you know, there were some good stuff. There was some good stuff about this. Yeah. Yeah. There absolutely was. Like, a 74 still passing. Yeah. I think that's still it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Not the best. Yeah. Wait, did you say... Um, it is still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes right now, Burker? I think. I could be wrong. I don't... I don't. No, I like, think what's, so. what's, what's, a, what's a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes? 60 or higher. 60 or higher? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It's, that's, so, yeah. 74 is right in, in line with... It's what's still funny a fresh is score. 74 is the audience score. score. 60 is the critic score. Interesting. So, yeah. It's... Barely made it. <laughs> I'll see yeah. if it drops. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. I was, I just kind of just wanted to, in case people were getting the assumption that we were kind of just using this as like a Patty Jenkins slam. That's not, I don't think, what we're trying to do here. No, uh, no not at all. Yeah, because no. the direction that's I thought was fine. Why we don't, yeah, that's kind of why we don't 
talk about like the direction is just because I know that the directors have a lot of get a lot of feedback and input from the studio mm-hmm. from like the the corporate so I think they were also kind of the ones that put some stuff in that yeah. maybe she was she didn't want to do so it's kind of like giving her an out <laughs> more or less yeah. on like That's why true. we don't talk about the uh the direction <laughs> um but yeah um but i kind of agree with like with, with the character development we've been talking about the villains we haven't really talked about Wonder Woman, and I think that's because her character development is like shit. It's almost absent. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, maybe she kind. Again, yeah, like I feel her the biggest development is realize or is realize is the truth thing. Is like realizing yeah. that her wish is not truth, and yeah. giving that up. Like that's the most development she has. Yeah, that that's literally it. And I feel like I feel I feel like that's held together by like bubble gum and paper clips. Like I feel like it's not a real strong. Uh, story uh, or her arc i mean like like we do with the two villains they have a pretty strong clear path that we're following and maybe it's just because we're we're kind of stuck with them for most of the movie yeah so i think 74 is really good score (laughs) i can live with it if you're incorporating everyone but but what about alistair what did he learn did he uh i don't know passes spelling test or whatever the hell kids are going through these days i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) did he learn his dad isn't a loser actually yeah he did say that didn't he (laughs) like he wished for his father's greatness Mm. like what got taken away from him (laughs) (laughs) like that would that would suck. I guess his mom, because we never see his mom in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> or that babysitter. That's why he's on the interstate. Uh, just... <laughs> no she joke. got Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just dusted like that. Uh, yeah. Um, so effects was actually a little bit higher than character development so effects got a 74.3 oh okay i thought the effects were okay, okay. yeah it mostly lost points there, for there me with some Cheetah. parts i don't know there were some parts with like wonder woman jumping around or like some parts with the lasso of truth did not look completely realistic it, yeah i guess it just depends like, what kind I, of tv reason... you watch this on and uh, maybe i didn't watch it on a good tv <laughs> <laughs> I the the few um visual effects moments that stood out to me, one of them was when she was learning how to fly. I actually really dug how that looked. That looked really good. I thought that was freaking beautifully done. Yeah, I agree. Um I also gave some like major bonus points for the uh flying through the fireworks. Mhm. So I th- thought that was good. The things that I docked for um, was when she they were in Egypt and she sees like these kids about to get ran over by the freaking trucks mm-hmm. and she goes and does a swing around them. The kids are like running and if you notice like she while she's swinging down, she fully like grabs one kid with like the the bulk of her arm 
And then there's another kid that the one at the end kind of like glitches into her <laughs> hands. <laughs> oh, shit. And then she like goes and like they do like a tumble and then the kids are fine. Those kids would be dead. Seriously. <laughs> they just got hit by a full grown woman real, flying at children. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I docked for that and I also docked for Cheetah because I thought Cheetah looked like garbage. Yeah. I actually didn't mind Cheetah. I thought she'd have looked alright. I didn't hate her. Eh, I, I think it could have oh, been better. Another thing I missed. But yeah, another thing I missed. Um Wonder Woman running in Egypt when she was running down the street. <laughs> I thought that looked like uh, not good. that didn't bug me. That did not. There was too much slow motion. There was, but it was way too much okay, slow you gotta motion. Be, it was really cool though when they get that slow mo shot of her like flipping through or out of one of the trucks and the truck is flipping and every like when she's like flying through the oh, yeah, that part was like, cool. That looked really cool. That okay, yeah, that was cool. That was way cool. Yeah. But, but her running Yeah, it kinda looked like she was cool. just on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> she Straight probably up. was. I mean, like Gal Gadot yeah, was true. probably on a treadmill, though, like in front of a green screen. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if they flew her out to Egypt just to put a treadmill on that road. <laughs> that would be amazing. Worth it. Yeah. Like I, I wish that they would have gone. Like, have you guys seen how they did the? Um... <sighs> it's the scene in Civil War where. Black Panther and Winter Soldier drop into that um, that tunnel and start running. Have you guys yes. seen how they do that? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, so they, cool. they're just dragging a pad and then they're running on the pad. And I think that would have been more effective than whatever the hell they did in this movie. <laughs> I wonder if there's like any sort like of like you said. It's probably. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I wonder if there's any sort of like animosity towards like Marvel. Like we're not doing how they do their stunts. Nope, we're not doing anything that Marvel does. Like we're not gonna be copycats or whatever. Oh, that's so petty. That is so petty. <laughs> <laughs> how do they get Captain America to run so fast? Well, that's fucking stupid. We'll do it better. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need. Te- I need twenty grand for a Peloton. I need. 20. Yeah, but it, it was shit like that that I'm just like, eh. Um, That's why she doesn't have her shield in this movie, because they don't want to be like Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. Oh, that would make, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, so I think a 74 is pretty good. Honestly, I think that's a maybe a bit high, just because of the stuff that I just didn't cause like. the running, that just what really the, killed that and che- I, Cheetah like Cheetah, I didn't like Cheetah. I liked her. This is me though. There was a reason why that fight was uh, during dusk when it was dark. Fair, they were yeah, that's fair enough. They were trying to hide it. Yeah, Rucker actually gave it the highest score. Really? Yeah, che- I mean. Yeah. Cheetah was the Cheetah was my main thing. Other other than that, I thought the rest of it was fine for the most part. At least I didn't see anything that was obvious. But the the running was kind of wonky. Yeah, so I think seventy four is fair. Um, moving on to music, we 
unanimous, unanimously gave it a seven. Right on. You know what would have yeah, given this a higher score? If they played some 80s music. Like, why wasn't there any 80s music in this 80s movie? For real, Exactly. Exactly. They spent all their money on that Egyptian Peloton. Like, I just don't know why they didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't know. Like, even the, the Wonder Woman score, like, I don't feel like that was... It didn't seem or feel as epic as it had. I've, I mean, like, I, no, it didn't. I personally didn't have too many complaints about it, but I have heard other movie reviewers say that her theme music didn't fit with, like, the rest of the theatrical score of this movie. Like, it just felt like they had to put it in there because, like, well, that's her score, like, and they didn't try to adjust it to sound 80s at all, and that's what they should have done. So I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of those criticisms. Yeah. Like, I would have sure. been perfectly happy had they just played her normal score where it was like the the electric guitar when she makes her appearance in Batman v Superman Mm -hmm. like I think that was like so cool and I think that epicness would have worked really well because that electric guitar almost sounds a little bit techno yeah like like a little bit just like like a hint of techno to it and I think it would have translated really well, but they went with like a more, like a different style of playing it, and I'm just, I didn't like it as much. But yeah, I think this would have done really well with a with an 80s soundtrack. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely like agree. this would have made people like love it. I think because people went, oh, who cares? I got to listen to Prince for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, Worth and it. that's like. I remember listening to your episode on Star Wars. That's what saved Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Oh, this, this, like this story sucks." But then they throw the music in, and they're like, "This is epic." <laughs> <laughs> the story doesn't suck, but it would have sucked as a whole if they had like crazy techno music. I had to make sure that you did it, like drag my name through the mud like that, Caleb, you bastard. But yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, which Star Wars was it that you? A New Hope, the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. No. no. <laughs> Caleb still gives me shit I'm glad, for like I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are some things in that story that don't make too much sense, but everybody has memed the shit out of it, so like we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is a great movie, but anyways... Um, moving on to costumes, we also unanimous, un, gosh damn it, unanimously agreed that it deserved an eight. This was like the most lazy eight I think I could have given this because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I was like, there's a fanny pack, I guess that's 80s, put an eight on it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and like Wonder Woman's costume. There was no good. like crazy hairstyles, or at least from what I saw, or at least as crazy as I thought they were going to be. Mm hmm. Expected crazier. Yeah. Um the one like the couple improvements that I really liked, I liked how they lightened up her armor. Yeah. It was a lot brighter. Like, a lot brighter yeah. colors. I think it it made it like with the mall scene specifically, I think the her um her armor like 
freaking popped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, badass. And that's because and Zack Schneider isn't directing when... this, so because he likes everything to be dark and gray, he doesn't want you. He doesn't even want you to think about sunlight. Like he just wants everything to be yeah. so just monotone. If he could make his movies black and white, he would do it. Oh yeah, I'm sure he would. Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I gave it shit when we first saw the trailer with her gold armor. I actually really liked it. It's super cool. I like too. Even like without yeah, the wings, yeah. like it, it was it, really cool. I freaking I actually the whole preferred part... it without the wings. Okay, okay. I did too. When it, when she like freaking threw off the wings, I know she did in the trailer, but that scene's so badass. Yeah, and I, I loved. I it. think I liked like the the final look of that armor that I like. Like, the way that that armor was that I liked the most was without the helmet and without the wings. Yeah. And I was like, now that person like, that drives an invisible favorite. jet. Like, that person right there. <laughs> you wear <laughs> a suit of gold. That's a golden jumpsuit is what you're wearing. I believe you'd fly an invisible jet. What's cool I, um, uh, is that uh, Gal Gadot actually, uh, or Gal Gadot, I always butcher her name. She actually kept that helmet. Oh, she says she very rarely keeps uh, movie memorabilia, but she felt that she needed to keep that That's one. That's a big piece to keep. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't understand why she didn't keep the Wonder Woman armor. Oh, I bet she has like eight of those from like, gift, Batman like, vs. Superman. Wait, what was that, Berkman? I said, I bet she has a few of those from Batman vs. Superman or the original yeah, Wonder Woman. Probably. Probably. That's fair. That she's probably like Chris Hemsworth with Thor hammers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth has like a shit ton of them. <laughs> I mean, can you blame the guy though? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Um. So an eight is, is good. It's above average. Um, it wasn't bad. That's the thing. It wasn't bad. 80s. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think the one that really stood out with her costumes was um Kristen Wig. It's true. Like her freaking gym outfit was hilarious. Yes. And it was funny yeah, because that's fantastic. what people actually used to wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Or did you guys catch that like one big bulky guy? I was just about to say that. That like how yeah, like how skin tight his tank top was. <laughs> like you know he wanted people to see his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> like Come on. There's no doubt about that. And I am also now remembering all of like all of like the gala scenes that we had and Diana is like in like these like super like uh really fancy hoity toity like gala dresses and gowns and stuff and I was just like, Oh yeah, that was really good too. Like all of that stuff. Yeah, her white dress at that uh party looked amazing. Yeah. So I think we can I'm now remembering why I gave this an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree Gal Gadot some major eye candy <laughs> through this movie. Uh-huh. Damn straight. I wasn't gonna say this, but <laughs> I was gonna say I bet that's why she doesn't have a Wonder Woman outfit at home because she knows that like her husband or whatever would make her wear it or like ask would ask for it in uh, extracurriculars. So she's like, you know what? I'm bringing the helmet home. There's nothing sexy about a helmet. (laughs) For real though. He'd probably find a way to make it sexy. Let's face it. (laughs) Dude, if I, I would, 
gosh, like if she, if I were in his situation and she didn't bring home a Wonder Woman outfit, I would cry. Gosh. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine, like, she comes home one day and he's, like, she hears him scrambling. And then she walks into the room, says, like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. She turns the TV on with, like, a remote that she has. And he's watching Wonder Woman. Uh, (laughs) It's like, well, this is the best I can get. (laughs) You won't bring bring your work home to me. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, lord. It's a bad time to swallow. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I bet anyway, the same happens for like any, other any people worse. too. Like I'm pretty sure uh, Chris Evans has been asked to be like, "Hey, hey dude, um where's your shield, man? You got you... <laughs> I bet you that's been like euphemism for like if he has protection before. I bet you somebody has like used that for him." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's that's funny dude one of my, like this is i'll bring it up later um <laughs> uh, before we finish up this breakdown we have our personal grades and our personal grades averaged out to a 78.3 oh wow that's not yeah, bad so everyone want to share their final thoughts on on this movie Okay. Uh, I okay. So I know that we've had a lot of criticisms of this movie, and this movie does have a lot of flaws with it. It's not a perfect movie, but at the end of the day, I had a lot of fun with it. I wasn't really bored throughout it. So I mean, and that's what the bare minimum I expect a movie to do is to just at least make sure it's fun and entertaining. So I give this like a high C grade, like a high seventy. I went with a seventy-seven. and I don't think this movie deserves all of like the trash talk it's been getting. But if you don't like it, that's okay. It is absolutely way too long, though. This this needs to be cut down to 100 to 120 minutes max. This yeah. has no business being two and a half hours. But I mean, it, it's like a it's like a really fun C plus movie. So that's kind of like my final say on it. Yeah, Rose. Um, Brucker basically just said it all best. Um, the first one is definitely a lot better. Um, but I feel this was a decent follow up. Um, I feel Patty Jenkins had a lot to live up to from the first one. And unfortunately, she didn't deliver on everything. But for the most part, like Brucker said, it's a fun movie. I had a really good time. I was never bored. Uh, Gal Gadot, or is it, is it, is it Gadot or Gadot? It's Gadot. You never know. It's Gadot. Okay. Gal Gadot is once again amazing as Wonder Woman. I loved her. Um, everyone that came back is amazing. The new cast is really good. Um, yeah, overall, like I, I think it's a decent sequel. I, I believe I gave it a strong 80. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... I think this movie would have been better well-received had this come out before the first Wonder Woman. Because the first Wonder Woman, I think the stakes were, were like really high. It's just like, the stakes were high in this. It just didn't feel like it for some reason. That's very true. I can't true. Quite put my finger on it. 
What I and, sorry, can I um can I just add yeah. one thing, Kale, to your comment? Um, I kind of look at this movie as what some people think Avengers: Age of Ultron is to the first Avengers. That you got such a great first film, and with the second one, you are expecting so much, but yet it wasn't able to deliver on everything. If anything, it tried to accomplish too much. I can definitely agree with that. It is definitely the Age of Ultron to, uh, to the Avengers. Mm. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's de- it's a movie you could definitely poke a lot of holes in, but it doesn't detract from how good of a movie it is. It is one that's entertaining. It's I mean, it's it's a good movie. Even though it is cr- critically speaking, it's not the best it's it's not an a plus movie no um but the score that it actually did get um so the final score for wonder woman 1984 is i need to get a, a drum C plus that's not bad i think i think that's pretty accurate i think that's pretty fair for this yeah i absolutely agree yeah, so it scored a 77.7%. Hey! It's not bad. That is not bad. Yeah, so Brucker damn near hit it right on the head. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the thing yeah, that kind of... So I think... Oh, I'm sorry. The The thing that... No, you're I, good. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. The thing that kind of drove me nuts was just how much hate that this was getting online like it's okay if you don't like a movie but i just didn't get how people were saying that this movie was garbage like did people forget about suicide squad and batman versus superman and justice league like <laughs> like for real though so and i actually i feel i'm one of the few that like justice league actually I, I but too, awfully, like, well it's this... not that shitty batman versus superman and it was more fun yeah. so whatever but no this this is better than justice league and it's not so that much better than justice league so, like in yeah like scores better um like yeah. i would put this in line with aquaman i would actually put this above aquaman for me what's <laughs> that so sorry guys so, so here aquaman just like goes down for me so here's like, my question time. for you Ooh. for you too wonder woman 19 19- uh, Wonder Woman 1984, Suicide Squad, and Batman vs. Superman, how would you rank those three? Uh, number one, Wonder Woman 84. Number two, Batman v Superman. And then number three, Suicide Squad. That's the same. 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 Yeah. Okay. So people calm down. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all breathe here. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> So comparing this movie to other C plus movies, um, so this everything that I'm about to list off is C plus. So this is point one percent lower than the Babysitter Killer Queen. It is like since we were talking about Aquaman, it is point four percent higher than Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy. There you go. <laughs> I also yeah, it's a oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Go. No, no, you you're you're on a go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, what was I going to say? Um, so the other one that we had, it's which I think I forget who was hating on it. I think it might have been you. It is two percent lower than Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oof. Yeah. Um, point two percent lower than Tag. Okay. I didn't know point... we scored Tag that high. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Tag on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Point eight percent lower than The Strangers Pray at Night. Wait, it's lower than that movie? No, Wonder Woman's higher. Oh, okay. I was going to say, okay, no, 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 so, no, no, no. The Strangers Pray at Night is 77.1. Wonder yeah. Woman 77.7. Oh, okay. All right. Peace is restored. <laughs> yeah. um, same with Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints is at 77.1. Okay. Um, It's 2% lower than Jexy. Okay. I still enjoy that one one percent lower than Jumanji the next level. Uh two percent lower than Aladdin the remake. You said this was lower than Aladdin? Yeah. Or Yeah. (laughs) Aladdin's a seventy nine. Okay. Seventy seven, seventy nine, what's the difference? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Ooh, this might be one I, I disagree with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have it, to no, agree as well. th- no, like this one I'm about to read is one I disagree with. Okay. Um it is so Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is higher than Spider Man. The first Sam Raimi movie. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with that one too. Yeah, I was about to say because on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an audience score of uh, Spider-Man has an audience score of 67, and One Woman, 84 has a damn audience score of 74. I mean, yeah. I it's, know it's, it's campy, close. but it's still so enjoyable. <laughs> okay, so Spider-Man is 77.5, and then Wonder Woman 77.7. So it's point two. Oh, it's a point two percent difference, but Wonder Woman is higher. Okay, damn. And what killed Spider Man was the freaking writing. <laughs> dude, that's an airtight yeah, script. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's... <laughs> dude, are you shitting me? <laughs> I fucking love that Spider Man movie. <laughs> oh. Would you believe Gosh, script? We... <laughs> so I don't know. Have Have y'all seen Tenant yet? I uh, no, not yet. Okay. Um. Well, I just bought it on Blu-ray, and I've watched it. It's same. It's it's good. It's very confusing, but give it a few watches, and it's it's it, I mean, it's a well produced and made movie. Um. And you know, it's a Chris Nolan movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Tenant has a seventy-six. Wonder Woman seventy-four. So like, that's kind of like where it's still like scoring okay. is in that range. Like we think of Rotten Tomatoes C movie. Chris Nolan Tenant movie still sliding in there. Yeah. Okay. Quick question for you, Brucker. When you were watching it at home, did you have to have the subtitles on? Yes. I've heard it's very hard to hear it. 
Okay, well, that's wow, so every Christopher true. Nolan yeah. movie just to start off with, because he, for some reason, <laughs> that, you know, fair enough. He for like that's we tried enough. to watch the Prestige, and like I was about to go like go deaf just because like I could hear like the fucking doves like cooing, but like I couldn't hear what uh, Michael Caine had to say like at all. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> you have actually, to have you exactly say it's just I failed movie. you. Do what? <laughs> The Prestige is actually like my favorite movie. Oh, it's great! Yeah, really nice. Christopher Nolan just his sound mixing is just off. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not good. But I love the Prestige. So <laughs> yeah. So whenever you do watch Tenet, watch it multiple times because it it's a doozy. Got it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> All right, so C plus for Wonder Woman 1984. I think we can all agree that that is definitely well deserved. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, Brucker, would you like to promote everything that you want to promote? Yes. Um, first off, thank you guys for having me on uh, again. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It's always a joy to have you two on. And uh, folks listening, if y'all like these two hosts, I'm assuming you do because you're listening to their show. They have been on my show, Film on the Rocks, to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. So come and check that out. We had a lot of fun talking about that movie. We had a little um, uh, Will Turner, uh, Orlando Bloom roast session. Um, it was <laughs> it was great. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to plug this new show that I am currently working on, which is called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. It's going to be me. Uh, it's a solo podcast with just me, but I will be doing analysis and interpretations of horror movies with uh, other episodes. That will be more fun, just kill grades. So I'm really looking forward to doing that, and that should be going on starting in February. But you can follow me on there at Brucker Horror on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you guys again for having me on, and I hope to have you two on that show. At least one of you. I don't. I, I don't. Hell I know yeah. one of you isn't a horror fan, but. Uh, it would be a yeah, lot of fun at that. Caleb, that's not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel Caleb's like grown into a horror fan since he's known me. I can appreciate it. I don't like being jump scared. <laughs> oh, I love that shit. <laughs> it, to me, it's <laughs> all about if it's it, it, if it's done well. Like I don't care if it's done well. I like it. So sad thing yeah. is, like, like door I didn't slams throw... still get me. Hmm? The only time that I I like the one time I did not throw a bitch fit about being jump scared was during the invisible man the the new one oh it's great like the oh with a couple times paint thrown yeah on the... so the the couple oh, times that we got jump scared with that i was like i got like startled got a little pissed off and then i'm like actually that was that was well deserved it, yeah it was well earned mm-hmm. yeah um but other ones like cheap ass freaking jump scares i hate those do you hear paranormal activity? <laughs> yeah, paranormal. I hate paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking screw that movie, man. <laughs> um, that movie's nothing but cheap jump scares. If uh, so, Caleb, just because I feel like horror is important, uh, if you want to get into it, but you're not really sure, like you know what kind of movies you can trust or whatever. Honestly, watch the original, uh, if you're okay with black and white movies, watch the original Universal Monster movies uh, from the 30s and 40s. They are a total blast, especially like the original uh, Invisible Man, since you just mentioned that, because 
I think you'll be impressed by the effects that they have in it for 1932. And the dude's a fucking lunatic. He kills over a hundred people in the movie. Like it's, it's really good. So, and I actually it's saw, um, for everybody listening, YouTube is actually, uh, and this is legal, just so everyone knows, YouTube is uploading some of those classic monster movies for free on YouTube, including Frankenstein, Dracula, and I think The Invisible Man as well. They'll be available on YouTube mid to late January for free for people to watch. So watch those classic um, uh, Universal monster movies. They are just so much fun. I, I love them. That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry. Had to go a little rant there. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm making a note of that right now. No, I really want Caleb to check those out, so thank you for bringing that up, Parker. Mm -hmm. And the (laughs) Hammer films, too, from like the 50s are just top-notch. So much fun. Peter Cushing and Christopher uh, Lee, they're always like uh, characters in those. It's it's great. Yep. (laughs) Well... I will put links to all of Brucker's stuff in the in the show notes and social media posts and all that fun stuff. Um, if you like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the All Bros. Uh, if you have an episode idea for us, hit us up, DM us. Um, we'll throw yours in as soon as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also answer our question of the weeks. Uh, or question... question questions of the week? Or question, or question of the week? of the weeks. Because it's a question... Whatever. However you English, want. what's wrong with you? I'm this is why his know. wife has to write the <laughs> questions for him now. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Love it. Um, you can also hit us up if you want to join us on an episode. We'd love to have anyone on. Um, you can also hit us up on our email, channel at gmail.com. Check out our website, tinyurl.com slash theallbros. And where you can find links to everything that we do, including our merch store, which is on TeePublic, tpublic.com slash user slash the Albros channel. Again, all of the links will be in the description. So once again, thank you, Brucker, for joining us on this episode. It was an absolute blast. <laughs> it was. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan and Caleb. It's always so much fun whenever we collab. Yeah. We'll have to come up with some more movies to do <laughs> later yeah. down the line. If y'all need a shitty movie to watch, watch The Pale Door. It just got added to Shudder. It's a horror western, and it sucks. So, um, <laughs> if you want to have a, if you want to get drunk and just make fun of a movie, uh, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. Um. Well, I think that covers everything. So next week, we will be breaking down Surf's Up. Is that a DreamWorks movie or is that Disney? That is, a, I think, a Sony Pictures animation movie, actually. Oh, so if it's a, whatever. So Surf's Up, the, the Surfing Penguins movie, we're going to be breaking that down next week. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
You guys can look forward to that. We're also going to be joined by some special guests on that episode. So, yeah, we're starting this year off strong with some guests. Yeah, no kidding. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, but until next week, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. That felt bad. Was that bad? I mean, it wasn't your best. Oh, damn. Way to to tell it (laughs) truthfully, bro. Thanks.